0: Please open your Bibles to Romans chapter six. Um, Man, it it, it is amazing how powerful Christians are around the world. Um, The funny thing is, the church of Christ, or the church, is dying in America, okay? It's just dying. In Japan, I mean, in China and in the Middle East, where... You basically are killed for being a Christian. The church is dynamic and growing. Why is that? Because in America, the church is a bunch of weenies. We become so soft. We become so. Oh, they hurt my feelings. Oh, I was hurt back when. Oh, stop. These people. When the, and when those folks over there give their life to Jesus, they give their life to Jesus. It's not about, you know, going to church and making sure you get the donuts. It's about making, you're saying, man, I'm giving my life to Jesus. And if that costs me my life, so be it. That's called Christianity. And, um, but we're going to pray for them because there is persecution. And you think, let, let me help you with something. You think it's not coming here? The other day on some college campus, now they used to be uh, places of higher learning. Now they're just swamps of, of, of goofiness. But the bottom line is on in some college campus in Wisconsin, okay, some kid was reading his Bible and praying while this protest was going on. They took his Bible, tore the pages out, and ate them. okay. <laughs> You think it's not coming here? I mean, these freaks hate, I'm sorry, I shouldn't call them freaks. Yeah, freaks. These freaks hate Christ. They hate the real church. They don't mind the church that really stands for nothing. Okay? They don't mind that because it's not really much different than them. But the church that stands up and says, Jesus Christ is is the Lord. and could be savior of, of this world. They hate that church. You know, and so it's awesome. This week, we're gonna vote, okay? This week, we're gonna vote, all right? And here's how I want you to do it, because I try not to be political in the pulpit. I want you to vote on your knees with the Bible in one hand and the Spirit in the other. I don't care what your mother voted. I don't care what your granddaddy voted. Because I promise you, the people that they were voting for ain't the same people as we got today, all right? So the bottom line is, I'm serious. Pray on your, I mean, vote on your knees. Vote in the word. Vote according to the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. I don't think that's political. I think that's spiritual, Okay, and that's the way it's supposed to be. So, very, very, very important. Um, I hope you online heard me that today. There's a lot more online today than here. (laughs) A lot of people sit today. So, um, yeah, very, very important time. Very, very important vote. Uh, It really, really, really is um, very important. Today, we're 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 talking about righteousness. And in the groups, we read Romans chapter six this week and, and, um, and what, a, what a powerful, powerful, powerful chapter in God's word. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, in the righteousness of Christ, you can be victorious. Righteousness is the key word. And, and the thing I want to say from the beginning, it's part of the scripture progression, but I want to say it from the beginning. In your life, you are either a slave to righteousness or God, or you are a slave to sin. See, what we've done in the church is we kind of muddied that all up. Well, you know, we don't get radical. Yes, we do. There's only light and darkness. There is no in a between. You know, you're either a a righteous Christian or you're a slave to sin. Okay, here's the thing you need to understand. If today you're a slave to sin, you could make a decision in Christ and you could be a slave to righteousness. You could be the man or woman that God created you to be. And folks, that's not just hype. Online, are you hearing me? You can make a decision today to say no thank you to sin and destruction. And you can absolutely become the man or woman God created you to be. Now, there ought to be somebody smiling when I say that. You know, I mean, we're talking about eternal life. We're talking about power. We're talking about the ability to accomplish the will of God and be the man or woman God created you to be, okay? Let me help you with something. Please don't be mad at me. If you're struggling to be that, it's because you've not made the decision. I don't, now listen to me. I don't believe that you ever get to the point where you never miss the mark of God. I don't don't believe that, okay? I miss the mark. Do you ever notice how good Satan is? He catches you at the right time, at the right angle. Anybody else ever been there? In that very weak moment, and you do something stupid. Don't sit there and suck your thumb and sulk. Get on your knees, repent, ask forgiveness, dust yourself off, moving on, baby. You know what I'm saying? You know, there are so many people that they're sitting around, well, you know, I really struggle. Everybody struggles. We're in a world that's full of evil. Everybody struggles with something. I have this weird theory and people really disagree with me. And that's okay, they have a right to be wrong. Okay, but the reality is, I'm just kidding, not really. But um, the reality is, I think God kind of leaves something in everybody that we're just weak and goofy about. Would anybody disagree with that? Anybody, any of you got, anybody not have any of those areas in your life? I mean, I, I've never met that person and I'm not that person. But here's what you don't wanna get to. You don't want to get to the point where you're okay with that area. That's when it gets scary. Yes, we all, I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how much you read the Bible. I don't care how much you pray. There's something in all of us that's just that area, you know, just leaves it there. It reminds me of 2 Corinthians 12 and 9 where Paul's saying, Get, help me with this thorn, help me with this thorn, help me with this thorn. And God says, my grace is sufficient. Well, are you gotta help me with the thorn. I, I've always wondered, you know, if I was Paul, I'd be, what about the thorn? You know? I just think, God, we just gotta understand some things God just doesn't take away. Some things God just doesn't eradicate to use an old church term, you know? There's just some things, I know growing up, I heard of these people that never sinned and and some of the nast, I tell you all the time, some of the nastiest people I ever met in my life were saved, sanctified and going to heaven. And, And the thing is, is that you gotta understand, I believe in that, okay? Hallelujah, because I'm saved, I want to be that. The problem is I haven't reached perfection in that. And I say that because I don't want you to feel like, well, the preacher, it's really more Lisa is perfect than the preacher. And we all know that. But the reality is none of us really reach that. So don't be discouraged. But here's what you need to understand. You can be and live in The righteousness of Jesus Christ. Christians live in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. When we mess up, we don't sit there and say, oh, look how bad I am. We just jump back up and enter back into the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And it's not just a mental thing or emotional thing or a, quote, spiritual thing. I don't know what that word means anymore. Everybody's spiritual. But it's not just that. It's a real life thing. Amen? Amen. So let's get into Romans chapter 6. And let's um, read about this a a little bit. Um, We'll start with verse 4. We were therefore buried with him through baptism. Okay? In other words, Christians, when you become a Christian, you die. You know, I read one time, I think it was Bonhoeffer said, you know, in the church, we sing that song, Come and Dine. Anybody, any of you old people remember the song, Come and Dine? Okay. And Bonhoeffer says, well, that's nice. But the reality is Jesus says, Come and Die. Okay. So um, we, we were buried with him, dead with him. Through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live in the newness of life or in new life. Oh, but Pastor, you don't understand how many times I messed up. It doesn't, there's no caveat there. It doesn't say unless you've messed up 472 times. It says you can be buried with Christ through baptism, baptism of water, baptism in the Holy Spirit, and you absolutely can be raised to live and think and love and lead and lift others through the glory of God, the righteousness of Christ, all right? Verse seven. Because anyone, I just don't have time to read it all. Because anyone who has died, now, now, now get ready. You got to smile on this one. Anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Sin is death. Sin is destruction. Sin is what messes up your life. Sin ain't never okay. i say it again. I hear him on that one. Sin ain't never okay. Okay. I, I understand we all battle. We all sin sometimes. We all say dumb things. We all, you ever say something, wish you could just take that sucker back and put it back in your mouth? You know, I just, you know. But the bottom line is, is you need to understand if we've died with Christ, We are set free from destruction. We're set free from death. We're set free from that separation from life itself. Amen? Is everybody with me? That's that's great stuff to me, all right? Verse 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Verse 13. Do not offer. Is everybody listening? Because I think a lot of people, they get this idea, well, it's just one part of my life. Satan owns one part of my life. And the bottom line is, Satan, if he owns one part of your life, it will metastasize and it will take over your whole life. And it will destroy you. Okay, okay. And we need to be serious about that because I think we all have a piece or a part that we really, really need to dig into the righteousness and grace and power and resurrection of God and be dealing with that aspect of our lives, amen? Not just, well, that's just the way it is. No, Jesus Christ died and rose again for that too. Amen? Amen? Um, Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. But rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer, listen, listen to this, this is the key. This is what I think is missing so often. Offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. God, I want every area of my life where there's negativity. God, come, flush it out, get it out, get it out of my mind, get it out of my heart, get it out of my soul, get it out of my mouth. The bottom line is I want that junk gone, amen? Amen. This stuff of, well, that's just the way I am, that's demonic. You've got to understand this. You know, well, ain't nobody perfect. Well, that's cute. Church people use that all the time. But it's not biblical. Doesn't matter what everybody else is. God's gonna show you where you're weak. God's gonna show you where you're failing. And the bottom line is, he's saying right here, you can take that, you can deal with that by the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and you can offer that aspect of your life to him as an instrument of righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Y'all better say it, hallelujah. You know, very, very important. Uh, Verse 18, this is my focus. You have been set free from sin and you have become slaves to righteousness. Let me ask you a question. I I know we all battle. I know we all have things that we wish weren't, or were different, or there's just some things that you just feel like you're never going to overcome. Anybody else feel that way sometimes? You know, you just, you know, I mean, I could be religious and say, "Oh, well, praise God," and, you know, I don't have any problems, but that's not real. But I got to ask you, who are you a slave to today? Does sin own you? I can go down a list. Does sin own you? Or are you a slave? A slave. People don't like that word, but a slave. Where I'm totally dominated by. He tells me what to do and how to do it. Because basically we all know we're a little too goofy to figure it out ourselves. You know, but the bottom line is Jesus Christ wants to come down and he absolutely, through his word and his spirit, lead us and guide us in every area of our lives in holiness, in righteousness, in love, in the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he'll do it for you no matter how many times you've messed up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hello? When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. I think that's a, a very important verse. Are you in the control of righteousness? Are you a slave to righteousness? Or are you just kind of living cool and free where you really don't have to worry about that stuff? You know? I, you know, I got macked together. I, you know, I don't really need God. Really? You need, we need to ask ourselves that on a daily basis. Am I being controlled? Am I being led? Am I, is my vision... That which is of righteousness or am I just kind of laid back and whatever happens, happens. And Satan is able to kind of just kind of slither in and take over various areas of my life and relationships in my life. And the way I operate, the way I think, the way I feel. This is so very, very, very important. And verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. You see, and in the church, the church is as bad as the world. The church has become a place where, well, everybody sins, so no big deal. Oh, no. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. Because the bottom line is, if God's not in control, Satan is. There is no in between. I keep hearing this in the church. Well, you know, yeah, I know. You know, you just, well, you know, I, yeah, I'm a Christian, really. You know, I, I. But there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. There's a lot of stuff going on in everybody's life. You see, this is such an important subject. Because today, you've got the opportunity to choose eternal life. Today, you've got the opportunity to decide on righteousness. And righteousness is not your, your comfort zone. Righteousness is God's comfort zone. Righteousness is God's will, God's way, God's timing, and exactly what God wants. There are just too many people who run around calling themselves Christians and all they're about is themselves. There are so many people who run around and they call themselves Christians, and the first thing, little thing that comes along, they're just all yonder somewhere. Because the bottom line is, now listen to this: they've never decided on righteousness, and if you haven't decided on righteousness, you've decided. if you haven't decided that Jesus Christ is the Savior and Lord of every area of my life, if you've not decided that it's all about Jesus, I'm not going to be anything or do anything that Jesus Christ would not be doing. I'm not going to be a person that Jesus Christ would not be. I hear all the excuses. Well, pastor, you don't understand. No, no, I understand. I understand that you have never decided that Jesus Christ is the Lord. I understand that you've never decided to be that righteous man or woman that God created you to be. You have to understand, there's always going to be wonderful, logical excuses why you can't or why you don't. But the reality is, it comes down to this. Have you chosen to be a slave to sin? Or have you chosen to be a slave to God? Come on up, kids. I'm watching the church, and what's happening is there's serious pressure on pastors to preach sort of truth. There's a lot of pressure on pastors to tell people what they want to hear. There's a lot of pressure on pastors that, you know, people are doing things, and They know it's not God. But it's my job to tell tell them that God understands and it's okay. I'm telling you this morning it's either all God or all sin. It's either light or darkness, it's either life or death. It's either eternal health or destruction. That's the decision. As we're singing this song, and then we'll pray at the end, I want you to ask yourself I don't care how much you go to church, I don't care how much you talk the church stuff. Am I a righteous man? Am I a righteous woman? Has that decision to be a slave to God, a slave to righteousness, been made? It ain't a wish. It's a decision. If you haven't, this is a great time to make that decision for yourself. Let's stand as we sing.